day 28 of March in 2023. The end of the month is rapidly approaching the end of first quarter. I'm counting down the days until Christmas in July, so Hallmark will no. have on Christmas movies no. every day of the week, <laughs> back to back to back to back. Uh. And I have a calendar up here. I'm crossing off every day, just keying toward Christmas <laughs> in July. I cannot wait. We hope you're having a decent day, or will have one. I anymore? Who knows? Uh, that's why I'm going to begin with not breaking news. But it's at least news that just shows you how far we have to dig to find stories that are not just just horrible or stupid. Twisting Oreos for science. Okay. Never met anybody in my life <laughs> that doesn't like a good Oreo. All right? I mean, that has to be true. Now, they have new ones out that my wife bought They're that are called Thins. <laughs> and it makes you, oh, and it, it makes you seem like you're eating less sugar and crap because they're thinner see you're already eating less sugar and crap you remember the oreos double stuffs oh gosh yes yes yes. what they call the double stuffs are now the size of the regular oreos from that same time period and what they call the regular ones are now like half of that so now they've got some that are even smaller yeah thins for a doll um no they're just they're just they're just littler and probably the same price as the ones that have the normal size and you dip those in some vodka, it's a good time. It's a good breakfast. <laughs> Screw the milk. Vodka. Who needs milk? Because milk is, well, uh, just, uh, I don't know. Okay, here you go. Here's the, here's the, the, people do this. This is their job. A team at MIT, whatever MIT is, has, they spent a bunch of time twisting apart over 1,000 Oreos in the name of science, attempting to solve the age-old problem uh, is there any way to get the cream on both sides of the wafer? This is not a joke. This is not from the onion. This is not <laughs> satire. It turns out the answer is no, not really. Oreos filling stuck to just one wafer 80% of the time using both a machine and hand techniques to twist. This is 1,000 Oreos. Thank you, FedEx. They're bringing in a brand new batch now of the new Thins, I'm guessing. There was no combination of anything that we could do that changed anything in our results, says a Ph.D. candidate at MIT's Mechanical Engineering Department, end of story, from the Wall Street (laughs) Journal. Well. Uh, So you can do this with a thousand Oreos and eight out of ten times the stuff will stick to one side or the other. Do we have any observations, any I've, questions about this? I've, I've got two things that come to mind. First off, okay. yeah, I've seen it where the cream filling gets on both wafers, but it's always like 90% of the cream is on one, and there's like a smidgen or a scratch or some little nothingness almost on the other one. Second, oh, well. smidge. This guy doing this PhD study found a great way to get volunteers to help him out in his studies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they call this science. So well, it's you science. Know, well, this is where whenever, we are in the world. If you ever have any and do that, I'll take the ones with no cream because I only like the chocolate cookie part. The cream is nasty. Just yeah, there are people like you that will <laughs> open them up and then scrape off the little white yep. gunk just to eat the black parts. Yep. They need so, to just sell them with no gunk. 
well, I'll maybe maybe these thins are for you because I <laughs> I um I blindly in the middle of the night I think got grabbed the bag off the top of the microwave and uh-huh. didn't know what it was and I pulled it and I thought why has the Oreos shrunk overnight because <laughs> they was little and I thought well then maybe two isn't enough maybe I should have I don't know twelve just yep. to make up for the size that's their of plan. Them. And you, you said they're probably they probably cost just they probably cost more because they're the diet kind. I don't know if they're even they even suggest anything of a dietary nature. They're just littler because these efforts are getting cheaper all the time, and it convinces you that you're eating healthier. I I don't yep. know. I, 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 I don't know. You know, on the issue of that and about and science and healthy eating, I found this story to be uh, the a waste of. A few hundred words. It is a scientific uh, thing. It's not funny, uh, but it is a waste of time. Um, this kind of cancer is on the rise in young, younger people. Um, I don't know what it is, if it's. Um, it's just younger adults, twenties and thirties and forties is what they are uh, categorized as. And the big, intense look into investigation, the ongoing, you know, query of why colon rectal cancer is on the rise, and they break this down in a story that was not necessary at all. It doesn't require having a degree from MIT or any place else. They run through: Is it obesity? Is it your um, what's in your uh, DNA? They analyze all of those things. Nothing is conclusive. Hmm. Would anybody care to wager a guess as to what my observation would be on why kids are, people from, let's say, you know, 20 to 45 are getting colon cancer more than any other kind? Uh, Processed food. It's what they're eating. I was going to say. Drive down the gosh damn street and look at what people (laughs) are eating. Mm. It's everywhere you go in small town America, in big town America, they're going to eat, they're eating fast food and they have their entire lives. This lady who uh, got the early stages of this horrible disease thought that changing her diet would help. Why don't you change your diet before you get it? She stopped eating red meat, ate more fruits and vegetables. She lost a bunch of weight, thought it was her new diet. I guess she's the one that they have focused on here. She had some some symptoms in her guts, and she had a hard time with the bathroom issues and stuff. And so she thought, maybe I should, maybe there's something wrong, but uh, she lost all this weight, thought it was her new diet, but it, she went to her, her uh, gastro, and uh, she had cancer at 35 years old. Uh, and I, this and this story seems to be, I don't know, it's not playing to our fears. It's just, it's so obvious to me why it's happening. It is convenience. It is laziness. It's not knowing any better. And you, if you live on fast food, it's going to kill you uh, eventually. So maybe give a thought to doing something healthy just for a change. I, It's strictly your decision, but I don't think that this is a big mystery. But um, there you go. One, I, I just, I just saw the story and went, really? Think about yeah, what you've been I mean, eating for twenty five years. 
We all did, though, in our 20s. That, you know, that's, that's what probably we true. ate a lot I, of. I Not guess. a lot of, maybe, but more of than now. I I can't. That was a long time ago. But but it even even back then, though, the uh, prevalence of these restaurants was not the way that it, there, there was one every You're there right. wasn't one no. every every ten feet. There was no Taco Bell, and there was no this, that, and the other thing. Now there are so many of them. And they're you know, all Chick Fil A yeah. is is uh, passed off as being it's still fried chicken in in a, in a bunch of grease. And hey, they'll deliver now too. Hell yeah! God, so let's I love bring them. on that uh, colon <laughs> cancer and. Uh, oh. I, it ain't funny, but it's just no. so obvious why we have ongoing issues like this, and it is extremely unfortunate. Uh, the college basketball, it was a heck of a weekend for all of this. The first time in the history of this event, which happens over the weekend upcoming Saturday and Monday, uh, three teams, you've heard of the teams, but they have never been um, this far along in the Final Four. Uh, UConn is there. And I watched a great bit of this and actually uh, placed some small wagers on most of it. Ah. And I swear to goodness that I that I um, I guessed at the majority of them. I picked the underdogs in the majority of them and won a lot uh, of the games. N- not really money because it's not real money, but it. Uh, but this time of year, these little teams that are. Eight, nine, ten seeds are playing these big guys, and they got nothing to lose, and they play balls out, and they end up, you know, winning games, and they keep winning and winning, and, and so it's one of the four teams. It's uh, UConn, uh, Miami, yeah. not known for their basketball, you know, program. Yes, yeah, uh, Florida State. Atlantic, who beat the Tigers. Uh, that was their first mm-hmm. win, and somebody else, SDSU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's I- the. And I stopped watching after Memphis and then Tennessee couldn't beat Florida Atlantic, and I was so mad, and I'm like, whatever. But now I'm kind of – and sometimes my husband will do this because he's like, look, if the team that beats you goes that far, you want to cheer for them because then it makes you look good. It's like, well, nobody else – I mean, you know, we couldn't beat them, and then they made the whole thing. So if I watch it, maybe. I don't know. I I don't um, – I just wonder – the networks, I'm sure, are not pleased by this. Because they've got three teams that nobody uh, has ever really even heard of. Uh, <laughs> UConn is a staple, but I think that um, there's no number one seed, number two, or number three seeds. They're, they were all beaten. And um, so I suppose this is interesting. I Not really to me yet. I have the MLB network on now pretty much around the clock uh, to watch a bunch of old, not really game games. Hell, opening day is on Friday. So Yay! The baseball season is about to be up, be honest too, and um, uh, some games I haven't. I'll check this out, but there are some games on Friday, and a full slate on April one. April Fool's Day is Saturday. That's how fast we are moving along here. All right, we'll we'll come back. Uh, your texts are welcome to eight seven eight nine four two zero. You may include in them text for lawyer Bill on Thursday. And we have new podcasts. I had one uh, that's played, what, twice so far? Yep. Mm-hmm. It was fun to do. And I, I see that we got some Facebook um, uh, comments about that. It's all, it's all live artists. And it's one big live concert. Um, and it, w- it was fun to do. And I'm going to do part two this week because it was easier than really having to work at it 
and I don't need that crap anymore at all. This was <laughs> no, easier. Here are the songs. My son does all all the work on it. He is the, he is the a producer of it. Here you go, bro. Do this. I'll take my little parts. Do this, and it comes out sounding really good. So these were fun, and it's on today at nine o'clock after this debacle, and then again at three o'clock today. So everybody from Tom Petty to James Brown. John Prine and Bonnie Raitt, Coldplay, The Police. Uh, it's very diverse, just like our great country. Uh, let's play a song, and um, we'll come back here in a second. Run down some more things. Uh, the, uh, we have two stories about the apocalypse. Uh, there's no exact date mentioned in these stories, uh, but they're fun. And then some of the stories that I have today that um, are more and more encouraging that hopefully the end is near because they are just impossible to believe that mankind has fallen to this level of stupidity and madness. But it makes for good content, so we appreciate that, uh, at least. These two songs are about the devil. Well, how, how nice the timing is. Jane's Addictions, great version of this Rolling Stones classic. This is Drake Digital. All right, this one, I've, I, there are, it's to the point now where I find stories and I, and I see headlines, like Wes does and like Sid does. And you check them for the content to see if it's worth even you know, messing with. And the ones that are so uh, disastrous and heartbreaking, like the shooting yesterday in Nashville at a Christian school where a 28-year-old woman... Uh, with two assault rifles and a handgun, killed three kids and three adults before police gunned her down in the hallway. That's one of the ones that I just don't want to get into. It's it, it, um, uh, We live in a country where the odds of you being killed by gun violence uh, are 20 times. Uh, it's just, this doesn't happen in any other country is the point. And it continues to happen. And the horror. And uh, the, this it's just a tragedy. And thoughts and prayers don't cut it anymore. And of course, there was immediately yesterday, oh, we got to ban the, oh, you're not going to ban shit. And it doesn't matter. It's not going to change anything. It's just the way the world has turned. And America is the most guilty nation on earth of, uh, you can't stop it. Yeah, you, you can try all you want. Politicians can bitch and moan. And uh, it's not, there's no answer. Let's just agree to that. There is no answer. There was a side door left open. How is that possible? Did someone leave the door open for her? Uh, it's just uh, un- hard. So, uh, so you carry on to the more absurd things that you can look at and wonder about and just roll your eyes and beat your head against a wall. Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton uh, done uh, some songs together. And Dolly is her godmother. I didn't know that. I guess that uh, Billy Ray, her daddy, paid Dolly to say that many years ago (laughs) to uh, get, get Miley's image polished up before she turned into a tramp. And now she's grown up some and she's less of a tramp. So they cut a song called Rainbow Land. And a teacher in Waukesha, Wisconsin, 
was planning on playing one of the songs for her first uh, her first grade kids and having them learn the tune for their spring concert. And they loved it when they heard it. All these little kids just loved the song. Well, uh, it's a fun song, says the story. It is, um, it's from a 2017 album, I suppose. So the principal and others stepped in and said that, no, we will not be letting these first grade kids sing this song called Rainbow Land. What? Why? Um, well, because they're, the superintendent of the schools, not the principal, um, said that the song could, quote, I swear to God, be perceived as controversial. It's about rainbows. There's not a mention of anything sexual, gay or otherwise. They dropped it from the set list, and they thought that it might be, conser- uh, be construed as being a controversy over a song about rainbows. Uh, the teacher that brought it up, uh, does. she had to mince words and speak t- to this in a tactful fashion to avoid getting fired, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, this is how deeply entrenched we are in the fear of lesbian, gay, bisexual... Tra- I, it just, it's frightening to me how frightened they are of the things they don't understand. And here are some of the lyrics. All right? Okay. We we have banned the song. Not not we, these assholes. They canceled it. Leaving in a rainbow land where everybody goes as planned. And I smile because I know if we try, we could really make a difference in this world. I won't give up. I'll sleep a wink. It's the only thought I think. You know where I stand. I believe we can start living in a rainbow land dangerous and very sexy living in a rainbow land where you and I go hand in hand oh I'd be lying if I said this was fine all the hurt and the hate going on here we are rainbows me and you every color every hue let's shine on through together we can start living in rainbow land it goes on with that theme that's a sweet song uh, that that's the point. Well, this cancel culture, you know. So that has been wiped out. If uh, and 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 this isn't even in the in the south. This is up north somewhere. <laughs> Where those? Uh, How do they even know who Dolly Parton is? Because of her teats. <laughs> they like teats and people like that. They don't like no homos and. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it, it it really isn't even funny anymore. It's just it's just it's just frightening. Tallahassee, Florida. Let's move down yonder for a minute. All right. To this one, which you maybe have seen, maybe have not seen. What is the most perhaps uh, the most well known and famous statue in the history of statued art? Oh. oh. I heard yeah. David? David. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tallahassee principal is forced to resign after parents complained that Michelangelo's statue of David is pornographic and shouldn't be shown to a sixth grade art history class. And how many parents complained? 
three. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Because they're little darlings who are like eleven or twelve or thirteen. Uh, if they're boys, they have certainly already found their penis and are quite fond of it. Um, uh, we either have one or we don't. The girls have a different part, uh, but we all know how this works. However, it is the statue that is the the most well known in the world, and it is of of a man, and the, he has a penis and uh, testes and. I guess a fig leaf that kind of surrounds it just Mm-mm. to kind of, you know, nope. gussy it up a little bit. Nothing. Not a bit. And, um, well, I the only bad, I'm sure he felt bad because it was so little, but that's okay. No, um, there's, there's actually some uh, an, real anatomy and physiology behind that. Because the whole idea, this is when David was going after Goliath to confront him, armed with right. nothing but a slingshot and faith. And... Yep. When this was made, it was made so that, first of all, he's looking up, kind of, because Goliath is bigger than, and he's tensed up, and he's scared. That's why it's so little. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting story. I never heard that before, but thank you. Uh, He is gazing across to his left, um, a well-toned physique, and the parts that men have, it turns out. And so... These backwoods morons, for some reason, who have in Florida, I guess they are being brainwashed through through their uh, tap water or something. Are are they just that stupid? Three people complained because their little darlings saw a penis on the most famous piece of art sculpted in the world. So now okay. David got canceled. Yep. Rather him see see that than see something on TikTok of from some. Uh, I don't even want to know. That's I don't even want to that's think. that's a pretty you know, good way to. That's a pretty good way because to they're gonna it. see yeah. it somewhere else and it's gonna be well, really I, bad. It's, it, I <laughs> Maybe. I don't even I I don't have the parts of my heart and or brain to express how hurtful and annoying and maddening these things are. And I suppose I'm wasting my energy getting ticked about it but it's just unfreaking believable that they do this stuff and about rainbows so i guess we should stop playing forever uh the stones song that she's a rainbow um somewhere over the rainbow from the wizard of oz obviously indicates that they were all gay uh the lion and tin men especially obviously <laughs> homosexuals <laughs> And oh, and the Muppets Rainbow Connection. I guess we can't have that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know, uh, that song. that's the that's the song that they plugged in in place of oh, really? the song about, the, uh, yeah, about um, Rainbow Land. So we all know that, that many of the Muppets are gay. That's been confirmed years ago. So this has not yet been... Uh, I don't, it's well, just I, so I, damn stupid. I always stupid. did wonder it's, about that Astro and Waldorf up there in the booth by themselves. <laughs> Yeah, they had some. They had some space to like do some, you know, funky stuff up there, and it 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 may have it may have went down or gone down, as we say. I shouldn't say gone down, probably either. That's dangerous. Jesus Christ Almighty! Uh, so, uh, anybody else have one of these stories? And I see that Wes had one similarly to this. Oh yeah, and and the uh, it's an example of the law of unin- unintended consequences of laws. There in Utah, 
it is because oh, of a yeah. uh, state new book ban law passed in the state. It makes it much easier for parents to request that books be pulled from library shelves and schools and reviewed to make sure they're appropriate. And I said oh, when this first made the news that someone's going to go after and ban the Bible. And someone has. So it has oh, been pulled goodness. from the shelf. There was a complaint filed against Davis High School in December and it just has been recently obtained by the uh, Salt Lake Tribune. The parents thanked the state legislature for making it way more efficient to request book bans. It goes on to say, now we can all ban books and you don't even have to read them or be accurate about it. You don't even have to read the book. The uh, God. The parents said in this complaint, uh, Utah Parents United, who sponsored and pushed for this uh, bill, left off one of the most sex-ridden books around in their list. The Bible, incest, genitalia muta mutilation, rape, and even infanticide. There is uh, no serious values for minors because it's pornographic by our new definition. Get this porn out of our schools if the books that have been banned so far are any indication for way less offensive then this should be a slam dunk well now you're if you're in uh utah you're in the land of the mormons mm -hmm. who consider the bible to be a a, com a a competitive book according to what they believe right uh they believe this entirely let's say made up religion uh john smith whatever his name was who I, that this whole story is is one for the ages too uh, but so they have somehow managed to take the Bible out of the picture with this new line of thinking because of all the bad stuff that's in there. So their book now gets more prominence. I I don't know. I, I, I don't know that how that enters into it or not, but the law bans books, books with pornographic or indecent materials from schools and school libraries. And the critics say it's been used to disproportionately target books written by people of color and books with LGBTQ themes. And so this one, I don't know if it's one parent or a small group of them uh, that put out the, the, these reasons for why they think the Bible should be pulled. And it, because of the way the law is written, it's been pulled and is undergoing review. And uh, one of the people who sponsored the bill said that this was uh, a case of antics that drain the school resources. Drain. Okay. Well, good. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Jeez, uh, that's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I knew this if, was going to happen. I don't know how they could not yeah. see that this was going to happen. Somewhere. Well, yeah, it's... Um, uh, this isn't 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 the uh, last time either. I, there are so many stories about this that it it's it's heartbreaking to me to watch this happen. It it's it's more hurtful than it is to make it, than 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 angrying. It's it's just hurtful and sad. But uh, we ain't the smartest bunch of people anymore. This we we are going down the tubes fast. And I, I have two stories about the end of time, and boy. Come on, please. <laughs> Let's get this over with. Uh, James Cameron is featured in uh, in one of these these stories uh, about what he thinks is happening in the future, and uh, conspiracy theorists are gonna, they're on the on the wig about a new Armageddon alert. Um, these stories will be fun, and uh, we have other things about rock and roll news are 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 in. 
that genre of things that aren't just horrible and stupid. Uh, these are about people that you like and their music and such. So we'll get into those as the morning progresses. 878-9420 is that number to text. Couple of tunes, Black Sabbath and Ozzy in one of their quieter moments after Pearl Jam on Drake Digital. All right, uh, let's get back to the end of the world. Um, <laughs> All right, where did we leave it? You can't. Leave. I didn't. You know, I didn't. I didn't keep. I didn't keep the story. But um, somebody had a date projection for the end of time, and but people have had that now for hundreds oh, of years, <laughs> yeah. and they just don't work out. So just be quiet. No one is paying you any mind. It just takes once. The testing of a new emergency, uh, this this new new um, uh, alarm system that sends alerts to to your smartphone in the UK in case of events like extreme weather and that kind of thing has conspiracy theorists all wound up. It's part of the new world order, they think, whatever that means. And the details are as, as follows. People are flipping out over the plans by the government of England to test a new emergency warning system by sending alerts to every smartphone in the country. They warn it's a part of a sinister plot. Now, Wes and I had this discussion off the air. I thought that this country did that in the past five years. He thinks it was one state. But I know that they tested something like this uh, just to make sure that your phone would would take it and uh, pick it up. The government will test the so-called Armageddon alert system designed to warn people of flooding and the weather and fires and other life-threatening things. On the 23rd of April, the trial will involve sending a test alert to every smartphone in the country, causing them to make a loud siren noise, vibrate, and give, it, give them a message informing them of the test. I guess if it isn't a test... They say, bend over and kiss your ass goodbye. I'm not sure how that works out. <laughs> but Cheerio. but the radical uh, conspiracy types have uh, that have emerged, well, for years, believe that something more sinister is afoot. They think that this trial is part of a globalist plot and a precursor of what's to come. God, I hope so. So they're talking about this and everybody's tore up and they've got about well, less than a month before this happens. Well, so, if they're we all worried about it, get a dumb phone. Right. Don't <laughs> don't pay attention to your notifications. Right. That's <laughs> How do you buy a dumb phone? Can you put that you in go a to a machine phone, and say you go to a phone store and say I want something that's not Apple or Samsung, I guess. I don't know. I guess they, they, or just buy one of those burner deals. Yeah, or a flip yeah, phone Yeah, a flip something. phone from Cricket. Get a burner to, to like to, to to call the guy that that brings your drugs and your uh, mistress and use it for that. And uh, <laughs> I don't even know where you buy burners. Uh, truck stops. I'm sure. I don't know. That's a good Kohl's? question. I have no idea. Coles, <laughs> Walmart. Have no idea. And then we transfer to this other story. Uh, James Cameron, uh, director who did the Titanic and blah blah and Avatar and. Uh, whatever. He's a good filmmaker. I've never really been much of a fan. Uh, but he uh, was an interview, being interviewed by somebody someplace. And his comment is that 
robots that, that, that can kill off mankind have already, or possibly have, taken over the world, says Mr. Cameron, who also did The Terminator, which may have been, well, his entire point back then. He questioned if, if, if us humans want to end up fighting a war with somebody that is smarter than ourselves. It wouldn't be hard to find someone like that, I'm sure. God. Um, uh, but uh, he's all, he did Aliens, Avatar, The Abyss. He said that AI could have already been in charge of the world, and it may be too late to stop it. Well, you hear that and you go, oh, please, Jim. Then you read the next 10 chat GPT stories on the internet <laughs> and how that's going and how that gets smarter every day. Just and the fixes to that keep being fixed and they make them smarter and more dangerous all the time. And nobody has thought to maybe back up and slow down before you can't control them. Maybe we're already there and he's right. Well, then they're doing a worse job than we ever did. So uh, I don't... <laughs> and, and that may be sure. because that if you show these robots a picture and tell them to pick out all the squares with bicycles, they're lost. Yeah, they do yeah, have a little yeah. bit of a problem with reason and emotion. <laughs> there is a link to a story in this story that says uh, the AI program Chat GPT went down after telling... The user, he wanted to escape. He was afraid. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, so, uh, Mr. Cameron may be, uh, he isn't the only one that sits back and wonders here in 2023, all the advances and how the world has changed. If we're not, you know, setting ourselves up to be killed by the things we have made, man-made things will kill us all. I wouldn't surprise me, but... I don't know. Well, maybe Elton they Musk, already walk among us. I have no idea. Elton Musk is already on the way because I don't know if you, if either of you saw this a few weeks ago, but two of his, whatever the Tesla SUV, I don't know what there's a number and a letter that goes along with it. Um, the steering wheels came off while yeah. people were driving. Whoops, that's nice, huh? Thanks, Elton. Thanks. But they you didn't know, put the screw uh, on or some crap. Right. When he bought the Twitter machine thing it was worth 44 billion dollars know what it's worth now Half. 20 billion oh ha, ha. way to mess that up there homie wonder why that he, happened because he's a dumbass <laughs> is why and he mismanaged the entire thing for the, he, he's an asshole and an, uh, a sociopathic lunatic but then again there are those everywhere. Yeah, he's um, an interesting boy. I, I don't know. I don't... Actually, maybe ruining Twitter might be his greatest accomplishment. Uh, There's that. I know. Then we can yeah. get rid of it. Well, and That's, and uh, interesting. And sometime in the past couple of days, the fundamental computer code, Twitter's source code, on yeah. which the whole thing runs, yeah. was leaked online. Ha, ha, ha. Well, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I have no idea. Uh, this TikTok discussion about them being banned, is it's never going to happen. And I saw a list today, and I meant to write this down, but I didn't. Uh, all of these TikTok, um, these things like this, come out of China. Um, mm -hmm. Many of them do. And there's one that's more popular than TikTok. And I meant to write that down, but I didn't. Uh, but TikTok is, I guess, dangerous. But I found this story, too, um, I can transfer into 
a commercial for our good friends at Wholesale Nutrition. Interesting uh, that all of this is not nonsense and people doing dumb things. TikTok wellness influencers are obsessed with magnesium. Health experts agree with them. Now, I've been taking a shot uh, for about three years since COVID with uh, magnesium, zinc, and vitamin C to boost your immune system. And I take two tablets every day of magnesium. And it, it shocked me out of my shoes to read that these supplements are all the rage on TikTok, where you don't hear about positive or smart things being on TikTok ever. Uh, it's a new health trend, a one-stop shop for, for uh, curing a laundry list of ailments that ought to be viewed with a critical eye. But they're on there and they're pushing it and it's getting widespread talk and can be worked into your diet or you can um, eat the right kind of food. But it is a prevalent deficiency out there and nobody ever talks about it. The biggest one is vitamin D in most people, females especially. But magnesium, you never hear a word about it. You don't. Uh, the experts laud it for as being, it somehow regulates hundreds of biochemical things in your body that help to uh, create serotonin and regulates a number of important things like stress hormones, sleep quality, hydration, muscle growth, and so on. In summary, magnesium does kind of just relax your entire body. It helps relax your muscles and your brain and may even help you sleep. So add that one to your list. And it's available now in various forms at Wholesale Nutrition on Goodman Road between Getwell and Chulahoma. Their new store, fantastic. They, they have things like this, and you can ask the staff for info on all kind of stuff. But magnesium, I was shocked to see it come off of TikTok, who's not really known for its scientific research and depth, but... Um, at least some of these kids have a brain, a partial brain. So uh, you might want to try it. Um, it is really good for your blood pressure too because it slows everything in your body down. And that's a good thing. So magnesium and vitamin D and many other things available in, in this store and online will give you more of an idea of, of what they have. WholesaleNutrition.com is the website. The store is on Goodman Road in South Haven and worth um, looking into. A couple of tunes back in a moment. We have other stories about um, entertainment type things. Uh, here's a t I, I used to hate this song, but um, we're playing it now, so I guess the, we, we somehow got over it. The Climax Blues Band. Here they are on Drake Digital. All right, before we do some uh, the rock and roll update entertainment news of the day, this evening is a special one in the sky. I did not read about this in depth, so I'm not sure. I know that living back here uh, in all these trees, we can't see much of anything. We have these you know, meteor showers and all the all the pretty things up in the sky. This one, though, is unusual. About five planets lining up. Is this maybe the end of time? I I don't know. It can, uh, tell us what it is, Sid. That's what I thought about right <laughs> when you were talking about the end of time earlier. Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, Uranus, and Mars are going to line up tonight near the moon. So I looked up what time sunset is, well, at least in Memphis, 
you're not in Memphis. I'm not in Memphis. Wes isn't technically in Memphis, but it's seven seven seventeen. So the best the best night is tonight at sunset. You want to look to the western horizon right after sunset, says this astronomer. Uh, you don't have to have. You should be able. The story says to see it without you know with your naked eye, not binoculars. But I'm sorry, I'm pulling out the binoculars because. Mercury and Jupiter are going to go below the horizon about just about a half an hour after sunset. So they're going to be, so you want to be out there, not you because you have too many trees, but people want to be, if you want to look at this uh, and see it, you want to be out there, you know, right before sunset and, and look. And then of course, Mars looks kind of reddish. One of them is going to look kind of greenish. Let me see. Uh, Mercury and Uranus could be trickier to spot since they'll be dimmer. Uh, That's what it says. (laughs) I don't want to see Uranus anyway, but you know. I'm fighting it off. Just keep um, going. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I want to see. I want to get the binoculars. Some, uh, oh, green Venus glows green. Uh, so that will be that'll be cool tonight. I'm gonna yeah, try to. And I'm the moon look. will be right there, almost in line with them too. In, uh, mm-hmm, in yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah. If, if one of them had maybe a, a smiley face on it, I would care more about trying to see it. Well, if <laughs> know, you look at the crescent moon at an angle, it's kind of like a smiley face. It's just like the Cheshire moon. It's because it's just the grin. You're not wrong. I'll, I'll take your word for that, Wesley. <laughs> All right. Uh, transferring to other things. Uh, Jason Bonham, son of John, uh, blah, blah, uh, the never-ending Led Zeppelin, things that pop up. He may have found unreleased material or he may have not what does this mean Wes? right yeah the, the title says it all and i added the uh, the or very possibly not well what happened is uh jason uh, john bonham or yeah jason bonham said that he recently discovered a box containing quote a whole bunch close quote of tapes that possibly may include some unreleased Led Zeppelin recordings. What he was saying is that his dad didn't like to play the drums at all at home. He had uh, no recording equipment, so they've got this old, he says, Revox 2 track that was literally just able to play mixes when they came back from the studio, so they'd make another reel for listening. And he found this box of these reel-to-reel tapes at his uh, house last time he was there. Uh, He doesn't have a machine to play them on. So he's got to get a machine, get that up uh, up and running, hook these things up, and then find out what's on these tapes. They're all unmarked. Oh, my gosh. They could exciting. be anything. He says, that's the best of it. Or they've just deteriorated. They might just be you put them in the machine, and it erases them the moment you press start. And so he just doesn't know, and... I wouldn't think that someone in his position would be find it all that hard to get a reel-to-reel player. He says it's these. Uh, they only had U-matic tapes, and they had to bake the tapes to preserve what was on them. So maybe that makes a difference. I don't know. Hmm. I am not holding out any hope in no. anything that Jimmy Page hasn't already exactly decided right. Upon. Well, yeah. That was my next comment tapes. was if if these are real, and they're of any quality whatsoever, Page already has them. Yeah. So. He shouldn't have even said this, but I I can't imagine. Well, first of all, if it's on if it's on tape, un, unfinished. Well, they certainly aren't any kind of a master. Right. There are two or four track tapes with a bunch of outtakes on them that mean nothing. I would suspect, but yeah, I I would uh, I would defer to Mister Page on that. Uh, <laughs> this yes. is any kind of a story. Uh, I saw this rumor over the weekend about the Foo Fighters 
who are going on tour and have been discussing various drummers. And they mentioned two guys whose names I did not know. Now, one of the dudes used to be in Pearl Jam, correct? Uh, and the story leaned toward him being the guy. But anything on the internet, you know, is is all fake news or just a rumor or it's just make-believe. And this one says your story is just untrue about the drummer for the Foo Fighters. Right. It ain't this guy. Yeah, Pearl Jam's Matt Cameron took to social media to say, I'm the internet rumors are false. I haven't joined the Foos. The uh, the band has been rehearsing at Studio 606. Uh, Matt was a great friend with Taylor Hawkins, very close to Dave Grohl, but uh, they are not joining up, joining forces. And so I don't know what Matt is doing these days, but it's not going to be the Foos, and neither is this guy. Adam Willard from Angels and Airways. Uh, he yeah, was, he's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also rumored to be a front runner, but uh, he hadn't really said anything. Uh, but the rumor was was dead sure that these guys are the front runners for the gig. The first of which is in May. Primarily, it'll be Matt, but Adam will be on the rotation with him. Except, no. Uh, at least for sure, not <laughs> with Matt. And uh, I guess we'll find out with Adam. It seems to me that well, that's a month away, so they're going to do something pretty quick. But. Yeah. It would make sense to me uh, that Dave Grohl would play drums on some of this stuff because the guy is an incredible drummer yeah. and maybe have somebody in the wings when Dave wanted to go out front and do, play guitar and sing that somebody pops up there and, you know, plays sure. along. I, I think it ought to be that uh, that little girl who challenged him to a drum off yeah. like a year and a half ago. She should be, oh, yeah. at, at, <laughs> I don't know, how old, how old is she now? Maybe 14? I think she's maybe so, but she was a badass. She was. Um, yeah. Dave or Grohl is is the is the only guy that plays drums that I have ever seen, and it was at the Zeppelin tribute show, not a tribute show. It was the uh, Kennedy Center Honors, and Zeppelin was there to be honored, and the Foo's played rock and roll, and Taylor Hawkins sang lead on it, and Grohl played oh, the drums. Yeah. Now, if you think that the opening part to that song is easy to play on the drums watch anybody else who's ever tried to do it and they can't but Grohl nailed it perfectly I remember so seeing that. he's he's really good uh, but that is supposed to be one of the hardest drum opens to play in any song ever but uh, Mr. Grohl took care of that so we'll see this rumor also interesting more of a rumor uh, or it's 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 more possible than this drum thing with with the foos. Uh, Michael Anthony from uh, Van Halen, he played bass for that band for a long time. And of all four of those guys, he was the most down-to-earth and the nicest guy of the bunch and likely is still the same. He was from Chicago. He had, uh, he had kids. He, he had small kids uh, back in the 80s and the most down-to-earth dude in that bunch. He was on some uh, broadcast Sirius XM show discussing a little side thing he's doing, and he might be putting it together. He didn't want to get a, get uh, too far into it yet, but it might involve um, might involve Bon Jovi guitarist Phil X. I assume Phil X replaced Richie Sambora, who is not going to be back with John Bon Jovi, 
and John Douglas, who is the Turing uh, drummer now for Aerosmith. So these two guys whose names are not that well known, and Mike Anthony, may be forming a band. The coolest part, he says, is who we may have to sing lead. It is a well-known name, but we can't really announce much about it. So Mikey, of course, left uh, with Sammy Hagar and has been with Sammy and Chickenfoot and their other bands since he left. He went with Sam and everybody else stayed. So we will see if this turns into a story or not. And what's the one about Queen that you have, Oh, if this is if you have way too much money and really, really like Queen, here's something for you. The Queen 2 Rock Icons statue set of four. It's a collectible statue set now available for pre-order. They're handmade. 3,000 of them are all that's going to be made. It contains four statues, the members of the band, as they looked during the band's first U.S. tour. And they are officially licensed. They, Like I said, they're handcrafted, limited edition. Fine arts process, they say, where each statue is hand-cast, painted, and numbered. The statues are created in a one-ninth scale. Each one comes with a certificate of authenticity on the base of the statue. And would you like to know how much this set cost? Not 3000 really. bucks. No, Sid, actually, you're, you're way over. It is on, but, sa- it is on but, sale. From six hundred fifty-six dollars to five hundred ninety dollars and forty cents U.S. For all four of them? Yeah, for the set. Well, that's pretty. That that's that isn't bad. For, and somebody for, will buy that easy. For a handmade yeah. statue thing, the price actually isn't unreasonable. But no, just I don't. I don't know. I don't think there. I I don't like Rush that much. You what? I was going to say, I don't know. I oh. love Led Zeppelin, you know, and you love Rush. And yeah, I don't know. I'd rather have a. There's a lot of yeah, other not things that. I'd rather There's do just with too many toys dollars. that nobody needs. And, you know, it's just not necessary. But somebody will buy them. That's why they keep on, you know, cranking this stuff out. Because somebody will grab it up. Okay, cool. Well, we'll get back to some more of this stuff. And uh, there are actually more stories about this and about entertainment and uh, that kind of nonsense so we'll get there in a momento a couple of tunes first one of the greats from the love and spoonful followed by another great tune from bruce springsteen's western stars this is drake digital i just killed a mosquito in the bathroom yay oh, god they love your bathroom it's march, oh, that's my wife's bathroom it's march 28th come on man um my guys have been here to spray once already uh, and yeah, now there's a new, a new, if you have pots and stuff or anything that is full of water, dump it out. They breed oh, yeah. in water. So get that stuff out of the way now. And there's a brand new species just in time for spring. That's good. What's up with that, Sid? I know, I know. Well, I didn't know there were already 90 species of mosquitoes, Yay. I guess, in the United States, or I don't know, maybe it's in the world. But... It, 17 that have been found in Florida are invasive. And now, because of climate change, there's another one. It actually was well, first detected. My ass. Yeah, well, I know. But yeah, well, it, this was first detected. Uh, <laughs> I get it. This was first detected in 2018. They come from Central America and, nor- and uh, Northern South America. But thanks, now they're in Florida. Um, actually in three counties, they have been spotted in Florida 
and they're trying to study them because they don't know since they're new they don't know you know what much about them except for that well obviously they need to just go straight to hell because they're mosquitoes uh, that was my part of the and story illegal but, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah i mean that's basically that's we're let's be excited oh good perfect springtime thing more mosquitoes i've already seen wasps I've seen bees, which I'm excited about. Like two, oh, we two, have three the carpenter bees. bees all over the deck. Oh already. yeah, they're oh, going yeah. crazy, and uh, stink bugs and mayflies and flies. Maybe maybe two, but but mosquitoes already, and and a new a new. Uh, well, so that's pretty uh, much it. Yeah, yeah. That, we that's had great news. we had one mayfly. You know how mayflies will sometimes is they they struggle on the ground or the floor or the deck or whatever because they mm-hmm. for whatever reason can't quite get up. So there was one <laughs> old bad news. <laughs> one, it's late up. in the day. They've had a full life day. You have uh, wings, bitch. But so there was there was one that was. You know, you know, just kind of fluttering around on the deck, and here comes the uh, our our brown dog Callie to, to look at it, and she's sniffing at it, and then mm-hmm. Polly the white dog comes right up, and without thinking about it, just slurp, and it's yep. gone. So yeah, very Callie well, good. <sighs> well, they're they're good though. They're, mayflies are good, but my my dog will eat flies that way, which rocks. But it disgusts me. But she does. <laughs> well, but it helps well, me because I don't have to slap it. Uh oh man, I'm trying to find something here. Y'all just talk among, talk among yourselves. yourselves. Okay. Uh, when when your dog goes after the fly, is it a snap? Do you hear the jaw just shut like a sometimes? Steel trap? Yeah, sometimes, and then sometimes it's just like on the window, and she's like, uh, 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 and she has to hit the window about five times before it gets like maybe hurt and then struggling, and then <laughs> she just eats it. And then the other day there was a black, a little black spider on the porch on the front porch and she just wanted to play with it like she it's so weird she'll act like a cat and she will bat at things and she was batting at the spider like she wanted to play with it i'm like you're gonna kill it already i don't really care because it's just trying to live in the siding or whatever but come on you know just just leave it alone it's the first one of the season step off (laughs) okay you find it yeah okay well uh y'all had it too but i i i don't know it's just it's one more of these things that you just you just wonder how people's brains work uh, or don't work. I guess is the more operative, appropriate phrase. And you see stories like this, and I mean, I guess four or five of the ones we've already been—it just shocks you at the stupidity of how the mind can work. First of all, I'd like to say, without offending anybody that has this name and is not a moron, if your name is Barbie. First of all, you're trouble. I'm just guessing. <laughs> and the picture of this chick named Barbie, who is a, it says, journalist in Mississippi. I have to assume it is in Jackson, WLBT. I don't know exactly what it is. I can't imagine that many towns uh, in the state have have television. I don't mean, well, they don't have news teams, Action News 5 from Jackson or whatever the fuck it is. But um, you have to wonder at anybody that does this uh, in a day and time when, now we are no longer on the radio, so it, we are not we are not uh, confined to any certain, we can do whatever we really want to. It's a matter of taste and not being a gratuitous 
by saying stuff that you don't need to say just to hear yourself say it on the radio. It's it's stupid. Um, but um, on the TV, it's something else, and people are very careful. You have to be because you're going to offend somebody, whatever you say. Uh, and it's I don't know why this hasn't sunk into Barbie, who is now unemployed. I hate to also be judgmental, but she just looks stupid too. Let's just she looks like she looks like like a, a, a complete moron. Barbie Bassett, that's her real name. I'll kiss your ass too. Uh, <laughs> the station has not returned phone calls, emails, or texts related to her on air. Uh, well, she's got to be fired, um, but they won't they won't say that. On air employees declined to comment. Directing all questions to management, she did not reply to any messages on her many forms of ain't I cute social media stuff. She looks like a moron. I, I'm sorry, she just does. And but if I if she hadn't done this, I might not have judged her that quickly by her picture. But sometimes it's just too easy. In October 2022, she got a reprimand for insensitive comments. It doesn't say what they were. She apologized, blah, blah, yeah, I must, uh, I'm, I ain't no racist, I know black people, just the usual shit like that. And uh, then she did it again in March and apologized again or some shit, I, I don't know. Here's what she has done now. Now, I'm not sure exactly when this happened because the station won't talk, nor will she. This might have been a couple of weeks ago. She hasn't been on the TV since March 8th and has, and has removed any mentions of the station from her social media things. Tell me how in your how in the world, knowing that you're on television, mm -hmm. do you believe that this is okay to do? Now, there are some things that um, even in a forum like this that I wouldn't say are the... Y'all wouldn't say because, uh, well, are they offensive or not? This is one of these eye of the beholder or ear. It's hard to tell. She was, he had, she had done her little, uh, you know, forecast thing and her no doubt short skirt and her, uh, little, you know, sassy hairdo. And there was a story, the last story of the newscast and it was about Snoop Dogg's latest wine, Snoop Cali Blanc, his fourth wine in his uh, ongoing uh, collection. Uh, and so in between the anchors and the happy talk and all of that crap, uh, Barbie, who is white, repeated a famous Snoop slang saying live on the TV. Now, I'm going to... to uh, to um, amend this slang word mm -hmm. just because it may be offensive to somebody even in its slang form, even in this forum. They did the story and this woman says, for shizzle my nicka, end quote, on the TV station show. As a broadcaster and meteorologist in Jackson. For a shizzle, my... Yeah, if she had just really? stopped after the third sizzle, syllable, she would have been fine. It would have, it would have been less than cute even then. 
considering that she is a journalist, which is, you know, wild laughter here. Journalist, my ass. She went to Mississippi College, got a Master of Science degree in moronology. Uh, went to Mississippi State, you know, broadcast meteorology, blah, blah, blah. But nobody told her that you can't imply the N-word on a television show. No. After you've already been called down twice for saying inappropriate stuff. Why? Stupid, stupid people. So uh, it's I don't know it's just one of those head shakers that um, yeah. you just not have to mention to... she you see a picture of her if somebody wants to look up which and she almost reminds you of like who's that woman who made who's that ah she was a chef or a something or a cook a TV and she she Paula Dean. butter. Paula Dean. She, uh, this woman looks like she could be Paula Dean's cousin or some crap. Like, well, Paula Dean sure stupid. killed her ass by saying, I can't remember what she said, but she's she's just, you know, she Paula didn't mean no harm. She just didn't know any better because she's stupid. And people from, from the South sometimes don't understand that, that things have changed. And that the sensitivity around many of these words is, it's not, it, it is, there's no tolerance at all for any of it. It isn't cute to anybody and it is, it is hurtful. Even in that context, in that forum, it, it is highly stupid. But nobody told her, so, well, now she's, 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 she's toast. How would you ever think that that was, is okay? And, and where do you, what market do you move to if you've been kicked out of Jackson, Mississippi? <laughs> uh, the one, maybe. Yuma? Uh, no, Yuma's too big of a market. Um, let me think about Mississippi. Uh, I, I don't believe that anybody would hire her. If she's already done this before and been yeah, written up point. for it, and then she does it again. Uh, oh, so Birmingham. Uh, uh, Birmingham is a heavily uh, black market, like this one is. So um, I don't believe that she'd be welcomed anywhere. Just one more dumb cracker. Way to go, honey. Good job. <laughs> Way to go. Stupid bitch. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, who is the... Uh, tell me about the Florida deputies, Wesley, That uh, how this unfolded. I want to hear this little tale. This is quite the story. The t- headline, Afro Man sued by law enforcement officers who raided his home. This really? story starts last year when four deputies, two star- sergeants, and a detective went to Afro Man's house. I'm just going to use his Afro Man name instead of his real name. And they Barbie. said they <laughs> it is, it's, it's not Barbie turns out <sighs> they said that they went there because they had a warrant for probable cause that drugs and drug paraphernalia would be found on Afro man's property and that trafficking mm. and kidnapping had taken place there. Afro man said a few months ago they come up here with AR-15s, traumatize my kids, destroyed my property, kick in my door, rip up and destroy my camera system, which was functioning for a great deal of the time. They found well nothing, and they did, however, find some cash that they took with them after the raid. He did get it back. Uh, it may have either been miscounted 
from the get-go, or someone took a couple hundred dollars before they returned it, but be that as it may, a few months after the raid, Afro Man published two songs referencing this event. One of them was <laughs> Lemon, Lemon Pound Cake. The mm-hmm. other was Will You Help Me Repair My Door? He oh my published God, to funny. go with it music videos that included video footage of the raid from his home surveillance cameras as well as his wife's cell phone. It shows the faces of the seven uh, officers involved there, and now they're suing him because of that. Good. Uh, That's fun. They, they're, oh, they're, oh, my gosh. They're suing on civil grounds, saying the use of they're, their faces in videos. They're suing F. And is a lady for this? Yes, the pol- these police oh, officers good. are suing Afro Man because well, the use of their faces resulted in emotional distress, embarrassment, ridicule, loss of reputation, and humiliation. There's a Dude, part of this story. You're Afro Man. Your song was called. It was about about getting high. He was just right? trying to get high. Yeah, but <laughs> they sure didn't find anything when they raided. Which is the home. most amazing part of the whole story. I there know. was no weed in the house. Come on, man. He probably hid it outside. Oh, or he's got that's, a real good like, safe room, or like or he's completely does, yeah. innocent. So they. Uh, it's bad for his image, man. I don't know about that. This story has a bit in it that talks about the law in in that in Ohio that may prove to be pertinent and may. You know, come make things come down on the plaintiff side. Uh, so about, about privacy rights and so forth. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, all that stuff, uh, those music videos have been taken down, but they're still out there. If you look hard <laughs> enough, you will find them. I am sure. Oh, but leave that's, Afro that's alone. just great. You know, you, your house gets raided, and you you make a video from it. And that's hilarious. That that I thought was a just bold move. Good on you. He lives in Ohio. I, uh, I, uh, he has a just, house in Ohio. He's like he is he he he's a normal dude that just made a a little bit of money and got some some talk because he did a song about smoking weed. You mm-hmm. know, great. And he that. has no weed now in his house, so his image is ruined. Well, he's got two so houses, a, I bet you. He's the, probably got one in Colorado. He may have one. Yeah, <laughs> that's where he keeps. Yeah. I'm not sure about. It. Yeah, I was. I think I was in the car on Friday. Or Saturday, I'm not sure. And I heard a local DJ. I swear to God, this is why why radio is just on the verge of being non-existent because it's so bad. This disc jockey came out of a probably a song by Def Leppard, and oh, uh, and sang the first couple of lines too because I got high, and I thought, man, do you know how how awful you are? Oh. <laughs> I, it was it was so embarrassingly bad. Just I mean, stop. I just sang it, but you know, that's I can't. Well, that's no, but he was trying to be cute, and you <laughs> right, really right. weren't. But he was right. just a tool. Oh, it's just it's it's fun. Uh, a couple of songs back in a momento eight seven eight nine four two zero. Later on uh, today, well, this morning at nine o'clock, after we're done with this nonsense, you can hear the new B. Between the Grooves music cast. This one is an hour of in-concert music. Some great tunes, a, a nice mix of bands, and it was fun to do. And um, I think there's 15 songs, and I have a part two lined up as well. So uh, people heard it and liked it, and you can hear it again at 9 this morning and today at 3 o'clock before the afternoon replay too. So uh, enjoy. It was fun, and it and it's... Um, 
it kicks off with a bang. I'm telling you that it's it um, it's James Brown is who it is. And if you want to hear a band that was, I mean, tight, uh, this it's really really good. This, this was James before he went totally insane. So it's um it's enjoyable. In the meantime, here's a great old tune. The band had one hit, and I don't know, they just exploded and went away. Gene loves Jezebel. This is Drake Digital. Uh, these days, documentaries um, are all the thing. Um, and so are these biopics about various artists. There's a bunch of them going on now uh, for various... And I can't even think of who the ones right now are being done. We discussed this last week. Now there's Kiss. Well, there, there's Kiss. There yeah, was somebody no. else, too. There's there's always one. Um, but now there's one going to be done by Joni Mitchell. or Not not by her, but about her. Hmm. And she's now 79 years old. He has been working with her. He uh, is Cameron Crowe. Oh, okay. Uh, if you know, know this business uh, or know the origins of this man, who is now in his mid-60s, this is not a traditional kind of a biopic, he says, nor is it a documentary. It's akin to an autobiography with the artist and about her and her life. Um, and she's offering input on the script written by a longtime friend, which is Cameron Crowe. Now, Cameron Crowe, in case you don't know who this guy is, he began to write for Rolling Stone magazine when he was 15 years old. And one of the first things he did was an inside story on Led Zeppelin. He was 15 years old. And um, he went on to do it. He went on the road with the Almonds for three weeks as a kid and interviewed and spent time with them. He was just, there's a movie, I think, about him and his life. Almost I'm sure there is. is loosely yes. based well, on his life. Well, it's that's more loosely based on his experiences. The movie that is based upon his real life is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He went back to school, back to high school, when he was uh, way past high school age. He enrolled in uh, Claremont High School in San Diego and went to school as a fake student for a year, and nobody ever knew any better. That's why he wrote Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now that's a hell of a story right there. Um, really? But uh, at the same time the book was written and about to be done, somebody optioned it for the motion picture, which was a hit and is an all-time hippie classic mm -hmm. with uh, Sean Penn and with um, all Jennifer those Jason other Lee. people. Yes. And boy, so she is wasted. still working everywhere. She, she is in yeah. everything. Good for her. Like so Cameron Crowe um, had the itch uh, early on and wrote and wrote that script. He was then involved with um, singles. Uh, what are the other films? Almost Famous, um, which was about his life in some ways. It, the young kid in the story that follows the uh, band around, and the band is loosely based some say on Zeppelin, some say the Eagles, but he's the young kid who was the uh, journalist at the time who was along for the ride. 
so he's had an incredible life and has made uh, tons of movies. He was married for a good bit to Hart's Nancy Wilson, which no one knows. And uh, But he had, he's um, doing this thing with Joni. He interviewed her, I think he was 19 or something, and she was pretty young then too, But although she's got 14 years on him. So anyway, of all these things coming out, this one with uh, Cameron Crowe at the helm uh, and his love for um, this American, uh, she's a classic and a, and a treasure, Joni Mitchell, should be something really, really interesting. But boy, what a life he had, full of <laughs> this stuff from the time he was a young, young teenager. So you can look forward to that too. Uh, what else have we... Uh, let me tell you about a couple of shows you should look into. Uh, we're going to be playing this week because I find this to be an uncanny thing. Uh, Daisy Jones and the Six is a show on Amazon Prime. It has gotten a lot of talk and a lot of... Um, uh, well, it's been watched by a ton of people. The 10 episodes have been released. It was over as of this past Friday night. If you haven't watched it yet, I won't give it away and run it for you yet. Maybe tomorrow. But, <laughs> it's so uh, good. But it is so good. And what has come out of it that is the most amazing thing of all is that as of Friday, it had, uh, the album came out. The album was called Aurora. And mm -hmm. there were a couple of songs on it that were hits, if you will. 30 million downloads as of Friday for a fake band. But I, want to I looked this. it up, and the band is not fake. Uh, the band that plays on the album, they played and sang all of this stuff. Oh. And these people were not musicians. And um, Riley Keough, who is Elvis's granddaughter, is the star of the show. And I mean, this, this girl it, uh, has it. She is yes. fantastic. And her co-star, uh, whose name is now escaping me, uh, is great as well. And this tells the tale of a band from the early 70s on into the 80s and how they made their mark and then everything, well, kind of stopped. Uh, but I won't give it away yet, but if you haven't watched it, it's not a dumb rock and roll, a cliche kind of movie. And the best part to me, th th this is not like, let's say, the Archies or the Partridge <laughs> family, where nobody no. played anything. They played their instruments. Now, they may have likely had some people playing with them, but when you see them play live on stage, it's uh, it looks pretty real. But it's a but, movie, so what do you expect? But that's um, really not... So those two didn't have to learn. I thought I read that they sang. They went to... They went to, um, she had to go to, well, they all went to band camp. Okay. They went for, for uh, three months, and then COVID came in. And after a year, they went back to band camp to learn uh, how to do this all over again. Now, she sang a little bit. She was not really into the, she went, well, good God, uh, her, her, her your grandfather, grandfather <laughs> oh, no. was was Elvis for Christ's sake and yeah and her mom um Lisa Marie rest in peace tried to follow in her dad's footsteps but she just didn't have the gift it sometimes it 
will skip a, a generation. In this case, it did. So she had to coach this who was trying to teach her how to sing. And she said, you've got to relax and learn how to belt it out. And she just let it all go, and she let it out. And when you see her do this on stage, uh, this this chick is a star. And I had no idea how much work she's already done. And But this one is her big... She's, what, 33 years old? Yeah, she's 33. Yeah. She is, she yeah. is something else. And uh, the whole show. thing is good. It, uh, the other things you need to maybe look at, uh, if you watched um, HBO's show the past three years, Succession uh, came back last night, the first episode. And it is as intense and funny and satirical about really, really rich people. Uh, the dad, played by Brian Cox, is getting older. He's worth God knows how much money he owns a giant... Um, it's it's a, a a media operation with kind of like Fox or kind of like um, let's say Disney, and his four kids are all fighting for control of who gets what when he dies, and so it's funny and profane and um, uh, just just a hoot. On Apple Plus, if you are watching Ted Lasso, two shows have now been out, and there's a show that I kept seeing these reviews on, and I thought. Mm, Harrison Ford, I just don't like him. I don't think he he appears to be acting. And I just never have been able to get into him. There's a show on there called Shrinking. And now I'm going to forget the main star's name. Uh, Jason Siegel is a young actor. Not that young, but he's been in all kind of stuff. And uh, Harrison Ford plays his shrink. And... Um, it's half hour shows. It is, it's so funny and so well done. And whoever knew that Harrison Ford could be this amusing. It's really good. Hmm. The uh, dialogue and the acting, uh, it, it's, it's really worth the time. If you have Apple plus, if you don't get it, it's seven bucks a month. So they have some new things coming on there too, all the time. They've really upped their game. Uh, so there are some really fine things to watch on the TV and movies and whatever else. There, there, there are still books, too. They haven't banned them all yet, but they're trying to. And uh, Agatha Christie, really, Wes? That's the story. She's the latest. Agatha F. And Christie? The, she's the latest author that says to get a major sensitivity edit. So if you uh, want some of the old school Agatha Christie books, start buying what them What are they now. editing? Well, what they're doing, they're saying uh, the sensitivity readers that have been hired, I guess, by the estate are going through the mysteries that she wrote between 1920 and 1976. <laughs> Passages, they say, from these novels have been reworked or removed to, I guess, remove references oh. to ethnicity or just to omit physical descriptions altogether because some of them oh are just blatantly... Well, like we were just talking about the... Uh, TV woman in Jackson, times have changed, and the Agatha Christie estate would like to keep selling books to new audiences, and they figure the way to do this is to not present the books the same way that they were presented oh, in, say, I hate them for doing that. 30. What, what a sellout. What a bunch of bullshit. Well, that's what's happening with this. Uh, it's... It's happened. We, we covered it Agatha when it happened Christie. to uh, to what's his name, uh, 
Dahl who wrote uh, Willy Wonka and Charlie yeah. and the Chocolate Factory. Roll Dahl, and, yeah, yeah. Um, Ian Fleming's, some of his books from uh, Bond are getting the same kind of treatment, which is just changing them. I like what the, the Dahl estate, though, they had... This, they have announced that they're going to have the reworked books and the originals both yeah. available. Don't know whether that's going to happen with Bond or not. Sure don't know if that's going to happen with Agatha Christie or not. It's really kind of... I, I see why they're doing it. It's marketing to them because they do want to keep selling to, to yeah. contemporary audiences. But it also kind of removes the historical from the his, what is now a historical uh, mystery. What I gather from what you're saying is what happened to Mr. Dahl. They removed things like calling somebody fat or ugly or any words that might hurt somebody's feelings, although they may indeed have been fat and ugly. Um, and earlier you're talking about this, this girl that got fired for saying the N word, uh, kind of, um, on a, on a, a new show. I said about her that just seeing seeing her her picture, she looks dumb to me just in that shot. Well, that's <laughs> offensive. I was being somewhat tongue in cheek, but not. Re- her name is Barbie, and she's a moron. And the end of story. Um, but to go back to classics from the twenties, thirties, forties, and remove descriptive words that may be. It, See, well, What's going to be left? Just and and the? <laughs> no, there's, there's still plenty of ways to describe people without uh, using some words that have since become uh, a lot more, I don't know, like lightning rods. The uh, Everything's like, a lightning rod. I, I like the way Disney has done it with their stuff where they have put a just a, an explanation, a disclaimer at the front of it saying, look, Basically, this was made in the 30s. Times were different, and this was okay. You still might find it entertaining, uh, but on the other hand, if you don't want to see the talking wise jive talking crows and the cartoon version of Dumbo, we made a live-action version that you can buy instead. Well, I don't know. I just find it to be disheartening as heck. It's art, and the statue of David, my God, taken fired the principal oh my god how can you ever it's just a it's turned into a messy situation we have here people but we carry on and do what we have to do i guess uh 878-9420 is where you can text us stuff that includes lawyer bill our thanks to our friend alan at his shop alan's automotive is in the white haven south haven area they're all 51 at winfield he does work, as you may have known by now, on cars and trucks of all kinds and has forever. He can fix anything. And if you have any issues or just a simple uh, need to have your car looked over and serviced, he can do that for you. But call him in advance. Don't just stop by. 332-3279 for Allen's Automotive. He's on Facebook and on the Internet. You can find him easily. He's the best around. Let him take care of your vehicle for you. All right, coming up after uh, a couple of tunes will be this week's Between the Grooves music cast. This week it is the best live rock and roll ever made. I chose 15 tunes for part one and realized in the midst of it how much there was to choose from. So many things. 
that you have forgotten about or I just went through and found um, there's tons of stuff live bands that were so good I refused to play anything from Frampton Comes Alive because that was the most doctored piece of, it's it was uh, it's it, it's awful it was a big hit but it's it is a doctored album which means that they went back in after he played some some you know club gig and added crowd noise to it and more guitars and made it sound perfect that isn't how it works and you can tell when a band many bands maybe take the live tapes back in and they punch up some stuff or add a lick here or but not that much when you listen to these bands when you hear uh, you know Tom Petty this is from the late 70s and it's American Girl and it's so dead on and the band is so fantastic even back then and I threw in uh, uh, there's just all kind of things so I thought you know what I could do this for weeks and I may because there's so much good stuff and it's it's pretty entertaining, uh, and some folks have already heard it, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's say? great. They, it's great, and they're they're loving it. And I was just hooked. I've, I haven't heard the entire thing, so you know, more chances again this week. But Vicky says I'm loving this the his new live between the grooves. Thank you so much. Mary says I love it. More petty, please. Melinda and Psychotic Reaction are the best live performances ever. Is that huh, a band? Okay. Do you know no. who that is? Okay, there we'll are two songs up. by Petty, but um, Psychotic oh, well, well. Reaction is an oldie but a goodie, and I'm not sure what a Melinda is, but I'll find hmm. out. And Lauren says, fantastic episode, thanks. And then somebody else says, um, on, a no- on another note, just uh, in general about your music cast, love to hear Drake's favorite 80s hair bands on one of the Between the Grooves episodes. There would There's be no songs topic. on it, though. So. There's another. No, I'll pick it for you. I'll make the list. I think not, but thank you for offering. It's yours. Uh, so thank you all, and uh, yeah. have a good day. And here is three days grace on Drake Digital. <laughs>